Welcome to another episode of Once Upon East 112. My name is Aaron Avera. With me is Don And Also, we have our very first, I'm sorry, I skipped right over you, Don. We're moving straight to our guest. <laughs> okay, what time now? Donatus, how are we doing today? How are we doing, Donatus? I'm, I'm okay. I'm doing well. Forget the fact that I've been with you for 25 plus episodes. Listeners, I don't want you to ever forget Aaron just breezed right over me the minute that we got our first guest. Alright, and now, now that we're done with Donatus, moving on, we have our very first guest, Jimmy James McDonald. How are we doing, Jimmy? Welcome to the podcast. What up? I love that. that you, I love that you just skipped out of this. That's great. That was fantastic. I interviewed him weekly. weekly. I don't know. He gets, fantastic. I don't need he gets the introduction from me every week. <laughs> I agree. Why don't you just make this the Jimmy and Aaron podcast show? You heard it here, listeners. I quit. I am now looking for a new podcast host Aaron has completely forgotten about me the disrespect is real if somebody else wants done to have a podcast welcome to three. the Jimmy and Aaron podcast featuring <laughs> Donatus <laughs> I was like who, who owns the uh the naming rights me uh Aaron does <laughs> okay. Aaron does. see whatever whatever comes after that that's supposed to say that I own it the TM the R I don't care what it is put all the letters beside it and then oh, put my man. signature next to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Man. So um, bear with us, fans, as um, listeners, the three of you that check in. Um, we are experimenting with this. We hope it goes well. We are all on three different phones, so we have no, like, verbal cues to point towards each other. Um, how we're going to go about this time is I am going to – kind of be a moderator, devil's advocate, whatever, and the reason we have – in fact, Jimmy, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and why you wanted to do the NFC South in particular? Uh, because it's the, the, best, the, the best division in the NFL. I'm just going to say it right now. The NFC South. Let them know, Jimmy. Like, come that on. title was already taken last podcast, but go ahead. So, I mean, it's okay to lie to them the first time, but this is the real best division. Like, come on. Let them know, Jimmy. <laughs> Oh, crap. Oh, um, someone's at the door. Someone's got somebody coming. I'm hoping it's not the fire inspector, but I think it might be. Oh, it is. Oh, my gosh. Should we do, we... do we need to... All right, now, side note, sidebar. When will this be over? Do we need to re both on the back a little bit? Nope. It's Amazon. We're good. All right. There you go, people. False alarm. But... <laughs> Oh, this is going great. Jimmy is our is a resident uh, Falcons fan, uh, along with Donatus, who made his allegiance to the Falcons like three years ago when they made it to the Super Bowl and he dumped the Cowboys. Um, it, was like, it was like a year and a half before that. It was like two years. It was, like, it was a year before that. Give me some credit. But we will, we're going to start with – so we'll end this show then – with the Falcons, seeing as we have two Falcons fans, and we will go, tell if this order sounds good, we'll go Panthers, Saints, Tampa Bay, Atlanta. How's that sound? That works. Well, since I was thinking, of, since I was thinking that we would go and most likely to win the division, I think the order is fantastic. Yeah. Nope, that's not the way it works. It goes from <laughs> least intriguing to most, but I wouldn't say the Falcons is the most, but y'all are here. 
So here we are. <laughs> right, has so, broken and he's our guest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For the most likely to probably not win the division, we'll go Panthers, uh, Saints, Tampa Bay, and then the Falcons. Um, so, Donatus, why don't you uh, give us the first bit with the Panthers, and we're gonna and we'll work Jimmy into it. Awesome, awesome. So, starting off the best division in the NFL, as my friend Jimmy McDonald alluded to, we have the Carolina Panthers. Um, so, here's some things that I'm super interested about the Carolina Panthers. Unfortunately for them, um, they play in the NFC South, which, you know, I'll just decide about them being the best division or not. I think we all three would have to agree that this is looking like it's going to be one of the tougher divisions in the NFL alongside the AFC North that we talked about two weeks ago um, and then the NFC West, which we're talking about next week. So, um, you know, I think it's really no, – it's no surprise. It's a three-way competition, really really a two-way competition maybe, um, between the rest of the other three teams. And I won't say who my winner is going to be or anything like that, but so it's a, those other three teams and then the Carolina Panthers. So – the things that I'm interested about with the Carolina Panthers, though, is they have a lot of speed and a lot of youth um, at their skill position. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, they signed to, I think, a three-year contract. Um, this is Teddy's first time starting um, since he played for the Minnesota Vikings. Obviously, he came in and filled in for the uh, – for the uh, Saints and Drew Brees last year, I think he went five and one or five and zero, oh, something like that, um, and did he he played pretty decently well. I'm interested to see how Teddy looks um, starting again for the first time in a few years. Um, he had a devastating knee injury; it took him some time to to return from that. So um, I'm interested to see how Teddy plays, what he looks like how he plays alongside with Joe Brady calling the plays. Um, Joe Brady, as we know, is going to make it a point to get the ball into the space um, in the hands of his playmakers. They have Chris McCaffrey, arguably the best running back in football. Um, I think without question, probably the most talented um, as far as like he can catch the ball really well and he can run the ball really well running back-wise in the NFL. Um, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel are both speedsters. Robbie Anderson is a speedster. He's 6'3", but he's not really known a lot for his size. He's more known for his speed. Um, so I want to see, do they test the, test the, the defense going deep or do they keep the ball, um, with those short to intermediate routes and, uh, really just focus on getting a lot of speed? They have a ton of speed, um, on the skill position level. Interested to see how they use their tight end. Ian Thomas is starting to come along uh, closer to the end of last year. Um, they obviously they had Greg Olson and Ian Thomas has kind of been he's kind of been decent the past two years. I think not last year, but the year before um, he was one of Cam Newton's favorite targets. Um, from an offensive line position, um, I actually did my homework on my offensive linemen for this uh, for this division. So. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about the offensive line. I'm going to kind of actually know what I – it's going to sound like I actually know what I'm talking about when I talk about the offensive line. So, <clears throat> last year, this this team gave up 58 sacks, which was 
the uh, which was tied for the set, which was tied for the most in the league. Um, now, part of that was when Newton played the few games that he played, he held on the ball for for too long. Same thing with Kyle Allen. Um, they can't give up 58 sacks again this year, or else they're going to lose a lot more games than I have them slated to lose. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is mobile, but he's not necessarily known for getting out and running. He's just kind of known for being able to move his feet pretty well and throw the ball on the run. So um, they don't have the luxury that they did with Cam Newton when Cam Newton could take off and run. So they're going to have to be able to protect better. They got Russell Akung from um, Seattle, who they traded Trey Turner for. Trey Turner is the reason that Christian McCaffrey was so successful. They spent a lot of the uh, a lot of their running game, but spent a lot of it running behind Trey Turner. So they're going to be missing that a lot um, with him being shipped off to the uh, to the Seattle Seahawks. Um, Matt Paradis is a former Pro Bowler who struggled last year. I think he made the Pro Bowl the year before, but he struggled last year. Uh, and then Dennis Daly actually played left tackle for them last year, but now they've they've got him slated on ESPN as being their left guard. Um, and then Taylor Moten um, kind of spent some time last year splitting with uh, with Daly and uh, their other tackle playing tackle. So um, Pro Football has them ranked ranked seventeenth right now, um, which puts them right in the middle as far as offensive line rankings go other than that i'm interested to see um what this defense looks like i I think their defensive line has a lot of potential um but they're super young uh derrick brown out of auburn i expect to be a force coming in i think he's automatically going to come in and be one of the top defensive tackles in the league um aaron you and i were both really high on derrick brown coming into coming into this year, coming into the draft. So I'm excited to see about him. Brian Burns, they took last year. He was kind of spotty at times. He was okay. Uh, but I, I think he really needs to take that that next jump um, in order to, to be where they drafted him last year. Their biggest question mark is going to be their secondary. Um, Eli Apple, I did not realize or I had forgotten that he was actually the 10th pick overall in 2016, Eli Apple has not played anywhere close to the ex- expectations of a first-round pick, especially a 10th overall pick. Um, him and Dante Jackson, they're they're in a in a division that's going to be throwing the ball all the, all the time. Um, and I think across the board for the NFC South, there's going to be a lot of questions about how the corners play. That's going to be the biggest question mark for so many of the teams. Um, Dante Jackson has got to do better. Eli Apple's got to do better too. Trey Boston, I like at second at, at safety, um, and then Justin Burris, I don't really know too much about. So I think to kind of sum it up, I think the biggest question marks for the the Carolina Panthers are going to be how that offensive line plays and how their secondary performs. Um, but I'm, I'm excited about the skill position, um, talent, and speed that they have. I think I think we'll see a lot of exciting things from Joe Brady in this uh, this skill position. So. Um, I guess Aaron, I'm going to throw the ball to you. What are some of your thoughts <laughs> on this? And then we'll get we'll get Jimmy's thoughts as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to speak to the offensive line play because I still did not look at the offensive lineman. Um, <laughs> yeah, two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> just like every week, except for the uh, the la- last week, I knew my offensive lineman, but I know that division. So I, my concerns here 
is going to be like the, the wide receivers. You've said about a thousand times speedsters, and that's what they are. I'm afraid they yeah. don't have anybody that's going to be able to um, uh, be that um, – oh, what, what am I looking for? The, like the possession receivers, the ones that are going to be able to just go out, knock you down 10 yards, and that be it. Um, and so kind of see how, how those play together with this new offense. Now, Joe Brady does like to get down the field. Um, as he showed us last year, I'm interested to see how Joe Brady adapts his game back to the NFL. I know he's been in the NFL before, um, so now that he's returning, but as an OC, how he's going to be able to make some play calls to maximize this offense and really maximize Christian McCaffrey. Um, I want to see Teddy Bridgewater do well. I'm a really big Teddy Bridgewater fan. I am not a fan of this uh, this coaching staff necessarily that was thrown together for the Panthers. Um, I like Joe Brady. Uh, but it, sometimes that, that college to NFL uh, movement is, is rough. And, I mean, he was with the Saints, but not in a play-calling facility. Um, Matt Rule, you know, the college to NFL coaching, head coaching line is not that good. Um, I mean, Pete Carroll's really the, the exception, and uh, Jim Harbaugh, when he was with the, the 49ers, was the exception. For the most part, they all sputter out. I'm still also anti-rule because for whatever reason he wouldn't give the Browns an interview, though I didn't want him. Um, <laughs> I, I'm interested with this defense, though. I think there's a chance that they could have um, two to three rookies starting at any given time. You mentioned Justin Burris. Justin Burris played for the Browns last year. He played a lot for the Browns last year. He was a backup, and we had a very um, – he, he was back up, but played in 14 games because our defensive backs were all battered and bruised. He did well, but I don't believe he's a starter. I believe to watch out for Jeremy Chin to come in and be the starter, who's a rookie. And then I'm interested to see if Gross Matos out of Penn State, if he gets some play time next to Derek Brown on the defensive line. Um, I think this year for the Panthers is going to be a try and integrate in the new systems in place and see how it goes. I don't think it's going to be a very successful year, in my opinion. Um, I thought I got worried for the Panthers initially when Kinkley retired. I thought he knew something that all of us didn't know when these coaches were hired. Um, and then he got hired as a job in the front office for the Panthers. So obviously he doesn't hate them. Um, I thought he must have saw this coach come in and he was like, nope, I'm out of here. Um, yeah. Also, watch out for uh, Joseph Charlton, the only punter on this team he is, I mean, he has no one to compete against. He's going to be a stud. Joseph Charlton, I don't know who he is, but I noticed he's the only punter. Uh, Jimmy, your two cents. Go ahead. So, I think, I mean, y'all, y'all pointed out a lot of most of the issues I have with the Carolina Panthers. I think the biggest question is, is um, Christian McCaffrey, who, granted, I am in love with, not gonna lie. Uh, since rookie year. <laughs> yeah, I I love that man. I mean, even since he was at Stanford. I mean, come on, he is a fantastic athlete. Um <laughs> but are they is he gonna be able to run the ball enough to give Teddy Bridgewater time? I mean that is gonna be the biggest question mm. because I think with them completely changing quarterbacks, it's gonna be an issue on this team. Like I mean Cam Newton didn't do the greatest of jobs because Honestly, I just I think he's done as a quarterback. We'll see you in New England. If that's He'll be the MVP. I already called it. I'll, I'm going to be surprised. Um, I'm not going to lie. Um, I think after, his car, <laughs> after his car accident, I just I don't I haven't he hasn't been the same quarterback, and yeah. it's unfortunately I feel bad for the man. 
because he was a good quarterback at, at the beginning, and then it just he's just tanked since then. So I think that's going to be if if Christian McCaffrey can use the run game to really open up that pass game. I I think they're going to do okay. Um, I still not great because unfortunately I think their defense is not gonna it's not gonna hold out. I mean when you're in the middle of the pack for the entire 2019 season, I don't see you you gaining that much that much strength, especially with the the amount of young people that you have and they're bringing in. Um, defensive wise. I'm not sure. Your leader's gone. Um, so I'm not sure who's going to step up in that, in that role. Um, I thought there was going to be a problem, like you said, Aaron, with Luke. Um, Keekly leaving. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, I think that's, I think that's your biggest questions for them. Uh, that's why I don't think they're going to, uh, that's why I, I think they're going to finish fourth in the division. Like yeah, I don't know who. I don't know who you point out. Make a point. I don't know who who stands up as like the leader here. Um, or Kingsley could point where everyone. Just he was the quarterback of the defense. I don't know if they have one. Yeah. Um, and that, and so, that would concern me. With, without that man, I don't. I don't see how that, that defense is going to be organized. Uh, Side question for both of you. Okay. Matt Rule does he make it as an NFL head coach? I know it's not fair. We haven't seen any games. All we know is who they have, who left, who they traded, moves they've made. But do you, but do you think he could make it as a head coach? Blindly. Not in the NFL. Why? Do you have a reason? Uh, I, I mean, I, college coaching is just completely different. We've seen it with Nick Saban trying to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, Pete Carroll's the only one that's been able to do both. Um, but it took him a minute. Like, he struggled in Seattle initially. He did. Um, but I just don't, I just don't see it. I mean, he was, he was okay at Baylor, but I also, like, he was only there for what, two seasons, I think, at Baylor? Yeah, two years. Like, to me, that was, that's not enough time. Like, I don't see how people, I don't see how you can hire a coach when they don't have that much experience. So he was only he was he was with the New York Giants in 2012 for a year. So if that tells you anything when it comes to NFL coaching, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, yeah, so it depends on what you mean by make it because he has seven years. <laughs> so all right, eight, five. I'm pretty sure it's a seven-year contract that they gave him. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a pretty big contract for somebody who's never been yeah, head coach in the NFL. Do I right? Do I think that he'll play the that he'll play coach the length of that contract? Uh, I think I think we're going to be able to tell a lot after this year um, because we're going to see if if Teddy Bridgewater is really healthy. We're going to see. So I still I think I still have question marks about both DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. Um, you know, if neither one of them emerge, I'm not, and I'm not saying that they need to emerge as a, as a number one receiver, but they kind of need to be able to put some distance among themselves. Um, and then the problem I have is all three of those receivers have always been like a, at best, a number two receiver. So I think to answer your question, I, I, I don't think that he makes it, but I think that's just because I don't know that, um, 
I don't know that he's going to be able to develop players the way that you need to as a as a uh, head coach. And plus, he hasn't really done a good job at at filling in his his coaching staff. Like they don't have that that one veteran coaching presence that can kind of pull him alongside and say, "This is how you coach in the NFL." Like both of you guys have alluded to, it's a lot different in college. So I don't I don't know that he even plays that he even coaches out the length of his contract. Um, so yeah, no, I don't think he makes it either. Yeah, I think this is a. I think this is going to be a a season um, if it happens that is um, excused for a lot of the rookie head coaches because of not getting the preseason games, not getting the full practice reps and everything. Um, but I don't think he makes it. I, I give him four seasons, and, and uh, I just I don't believe in him um, blindly. I don't believe in him. He could change. He could. He could prove us wrong, but I, I don't think he makes it that full length of that seven seven years. Um, all right, so a trend that we have is over under over under five wins. Uh, Donatus over under five wins. I've actually got them winning the exact same five and eleven, but it would not surprise me. Um, I it wouldn't surprise me if they went four and twelve. I, I just I have them splitting. Um, Games with either the the set, with either the Buccaneers or the Falcons, but I have them losing both games division wise to the Saints and or whichever team that they don't split with. So I think I think they go five and eleven. All right, Jenny. Um, I wrote down if they pull out six wins, I'd be surprised. Um, so yeah, it's it's not going to look good. And I have them as my fifteenth three and thirteen team. <laughs> I, I I think they get swept through the division. I think they can pull out a win against the Bears, um, the Washington football team, <laughs> and uh, maybe the Lions. I mean, I I don't. I, I'm not very. You were kidding just now when you called them the Washington football team and completely forgot that was their name. No, yeah, that's their new name right now. So, um, yeah, well, that. apparently, I have a friend who's a Washington fan and has been for years. And I asked him what he thought about the team name. And supposedly, like when the Wizards changed the name from the Bullets, it took like 18 months to change that name. So I guess they had to actually come up with a temporary name because it takes that long. Uh, but then I asked him what happens if the Redskins or not Redskins, the Washington Football Team has <laughs> a. Um, if they have like a great season with this name, and he goes, if they win the Super Bowl, the name stays. They're going to. Oh, the last not going to happen. So I guess they're getting a new name. Oh, All right, oh, on to our next team. I believe I said it was the Saints. Uh, Jimmy, go ahead and uh, break this team down for us. I think oh. it was the Saints. Is that right? Was it the Saints? Yeah. It is right. If not, it's the Saints now. Go ahead. <laughs> it's fine. It's cool. Um, my computer died, so I'm looking. I'm trying to do this with my phone because. What is this? Cool. What I, is I, this? I, so I had. A, I'm not gonna lie. Side note: I had to order a new computer today because this one is it's gone. Um, and it was working up until mm, we started the podcast. Perfect. That's <laughs> how it goes. That's how it goes. You better tell <laughs> the devil to get behind you. Say, get behind me, Satan. And it'll work. <laughs> it's not even trying to come on right now. So it's fantastic. Um, so, so the New Orleans Saints, I think the biggest, the biggest problem in the offseason, they got rid of Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> not going to lie, they got rid of Teddy Bridgewater. 
I thought he was going to be the up and coming after um um what is what oh god, I can't even think of his name now. Drew Brees. Yeah. Thank you, Drew Brees. Because uh, uh. I really I really thought this was gonna be his last season. Um I'm not gonna lie. And I still I think with the tour I don't know how well that team is going to come behind him. Um after some of the the comments he's made um as a person. And so that, I think that's going to be the biggest question. Is this team going to rally behind Drew Brees? If they don't, I think this is going to be a tough season for them. Um, if they do, it's going to be the New Orleans Saints. As much as I hate them, and I hate them. I hate this team. I hate talking about this team. Um, because <laughs> <laughs> like the, one, the one thing they have is a Super Bowl ring, and I'm like, it drives me insane. Because, um, unfortunately, some reason the Falcons and the, the Saints always have a – a rivalry game that's it's bad, and I'm like, even when the Falcons are doing good, somehow they'll end up losing to the Saints. Um, we always split. Um, I don't. I think it's been a while. I don't even know the last time that um, one of the teams has actually won both games. Um, so that's uh, that's what I think that's going to be. To me, that's the biggest question. Like New Orleans Saints is always going to have a great defense. Um, I'm looking. I'm trying. I'm. Again, I had all this pulled out, and I'm trying to figure out where uh, their offense and moves are. Um, I'm sorry. This is terrible. You're good. Uh, well, I'll add on to yours a little bit. Um, my my biggest questions or wonders, and once you get, get stuff pulled up, we can we can roll back in with you, is um, uh, how they're going to utilize Cesar Ruiz. Um, how he's going to stick in. I, I know they have him penciled in as the right guard spot. Uh, I thought it was a great pickup for them, uh, almost reestablishing or building depth in that, that offensive line. And I really want to see Alvin Kamara. I, I think he had an off year last year. They ranked um, 16th in rush yards, so halfway, so the mid-level team in running back or in rushing. And Alvin Kamara had really burst onto the scene as one of the top running backs in the league. So to see if he can pick it up, because I feel like Latavius Murray had the better year last year than Alvin Kamara. Um, so to see how they utilize those two together, as well as with Ty Montgomery throwing him in the mix. Um, and then this defense, I mean, this defense is, I mean, it's, it's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm not all over Kiko Alonso because he's been bouncing everywhere, but you know, these DBs are stacked. Uh, they added Zach Braun, who I'm interested to see what they do with him. Demario Davis, who is a stud. Uh, this defensive line is is what's up. This is a a really good team. I forget how good of a team they are uh, until I really look at their their roster, and I'm like, oh, they got some players. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's my big concerns with them. I'm also gonna pick up on running backs, and Ingram's gone. Um, who is their who is their new red, running back? I mean, that's the biggest thing. Is like. If you don't have someone, if you don't have someone to run the ball, like Drew Brees can throw the ball all he wants, but he's gonna get tired. Like that man is old and somehow still still playing, and I don't understand it. Um, but it's just what are they, what are they gonna do? Um, <laughs> so bad. I'm so sorry, guys. You're good. Well, I agree with I your your why. take as well on on, on Bridgewater because I think Brees either this year or next year will be his last year. And I think they lit um I think they lit a viable backup option walk. Um they paid Taysom Hill like crazy money and I don't believe he's a 
starting quarterback by any means. Um, I want to see, and I have got on the record several times with this since he's made this move, I think Jameis Winston is the future of the New Orleans Saints, and he has landed himself in a nice situation to learn from Drew Brees um, and to take over once Drew Brees retires after this year or next year. That is, that is what I'm interested to see is, is how Jameis plays um, makes an impact this year. Breeze gets knocked up or knocked up, knocked out a little <laughs> bit like he did. <laughs> if he gets knocked out like he did, I know that escalated really quickly because uh, he got he, he he got hurt for like five games last year. So are they going to let Taysom Hill take the take the lead or are they going to throw Jameis in there? And I think realistically, Jameis gives you a better chance to win than Taysom. Because uh, yeah. Jameis put up, I mean, he he may have went thirty for thirty last year, but he put up five thousand <laughs> yards passing, and there's a really good receiving core here still. Um, so it's not like his receiving core fell off. He still has great people to throw the ball to if he has to step up. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is a solid all-around team. Don, if you want to pitch in some, yeah, I mean, I think. I, I like what both of you guys are saying. I think I agree. I think uh, the biggest question mark for me is going to be, will, will Drew Brees show any decline? Um, Jimmy, I think you said it. You know, we've obviously we've seen Drew Brees regress tremendously pretty much over the past two, three, four years um, to where he can't really throw the ball downfield as much. Um, and so that's why Michael Thomas has 150 receptions in the season, um, because, you know, they're throwing the ball 10, maybe 15 yards at, at most. So, um, I think a lot of it's going to kind of depend on Drew Brees if he shows any decline. Uh, and then again, like you both said, what happens with Alvin Kamara? Uh, Latavius Murray came in last year when he played for Kamara. He was, he, he performed really good. Um, I want to see if Kamara can, can bounce back this year. Um, they do have one of the best offensive lines in the league. The only question, I think, like you said, Aaron, is what happens with Cesar Ruiz. Um, and then also, can Andrews Pete continue to improve the way that he did last year? Um, outside of that, I think that uh, for for me, the Saints, one of the questions has always been um, who ends up being that number two option. It looks like they have Emmanuel Sanders. Um, so I w- I'm interested to see how Emmanuel Sanders performs with the Saints, um, and how much, if any, that takes away from Michael Thomas and his targets and his receptions, um, this year. Outside of that, their defense is, is pretty good again. Um, their secondary has the potential to be one of the best in the league, especially if Janoris Jenkins and Marshawn Lattimore can both return to being top corners. Um, I think at at one time, both of them, you can make the argument, were top ten corners in the league. Um, so if they both return to that, I, I think look out with them having Janoris Jenkins, Malcolm Jenkins, um, Marcus Williams, and Marshawn Lattimore. So playing in a division where teams are going to be throwing the ball o- all over the field, um, it helps for them to have possibly one of the best secondaries um, in, the, in the league. Outside of that, I have questions about Kiko Alonso's health. Um, Mm -hmm. And then my biggest question for them defensively is on that defensive line. Cameron Jordan, um, obviously he's been really good for a really long time, but outside of that, Sheldon Rankin struggled. Um, Marcus Davenport, who they took two years ago um, in the first round, he struggled last year. And then Malcolm Brown, I love him. He's from Texas. Hook him horns. Never miss a moment (laughs) to say that. 
Um, but even he has struggled since he came, since he, since he was drafted by New England, um, you know, five or six years ago. So, um, as much as I love their secondary, if that defensive line can't get any pressure on teams, um, as good as that secondary is going to be, it's going to be tough for them having the ball thrown quickly and so many times. So, that's kind of that's kind of my questions for the uh, the New Orleans Saints. I think a lot, both of you guys did a really good job of alluding to to Drew Brees' decline and then what ends up what their what their running game ends up looking like. So, um, Jimmy, do you, is your computer up and running? Did you have anything else you wanted to add to the Saints? Well, Mike, I think it's done for the day. For I think it's done. Um, no, <laughs> no, no. I think that's. I mean, I think I'll hit it. I mean, really. I mean. Drew Brees oh. question mark is the biggest thing I think. Yeah, it was yeah, Drew Brees question mark and uh, Jimmy said earlier and I, I I forgot about it the run game question mark because I had completely I don't know why I forgot that uh, that Mark Ingram played for the Saints and so losing him making and making Kamara your number one number one is almost like the same of um, I'm I've been down on Juju because I didn't believe Juju was a true number one for the Steelers. Um, can Kamara be your feature back, or do you need to bring back the three-headed monster like what they had at the beginning of Ingram's career, where they bounced between three running backs constantly? Um, and maybe that's why they brought in Ty Montgomery, is to try and create, recreate that three-headed monster. So this, I, I'm interested to see how all that goes. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, sure. <laughs> let's go over-under. Who started last time? Uh, I'll go first. All right, so over-under <laughs> 13 wins um, is how many they had less. Oh, that's a that's a tall task. Um, I'm going to – so we'll say we'll, – for this one, we'll go with uh, over-under or even the same, whatever they call it in Vegas. I don't know. I don't gamble. Um, let's <laughs> go. Hold a push. <laughs> I'm going under push. There we go. I'm going under. I think they win um, 11 or 12 games. I don't think they reach the 13 games. Uh, a big factor is going to be what we discuss next with the Buccaneers. Uh, they also have some toss-up games, I believe, uh, against some pretty good teams like the Vikings. Uh, we don't know what the Raiders are actually going to be. Uh, I think there's just the Chargers. We don't know exactly what they're going to be because they have potential to be an upset team, but a potential to be a terrible team. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with 11 or 12 games. So I'm going to go under. What about uh, Jimmy? Over, under, same, 13. Uh, definitely going under for them. Um, there's just too many question marks on offense, I think. Um, so if they make it to 10, I'd, I'd be surprised. Um, it's just going to be a hard road for them this year, I think. All right. Donatus? Yeah, I, I've got them going under two, but only by one game. I've got them going 12 and four this year. I think even with the question marks, I still think this team is extremely talented. Um, and I think too that any, Sean Payton and Drew Brees have been doing this for so long that it's just kind of methodical with them. It's just kind of second, second nature. So, um, I do have questions about Drew Brees and their running game, but, um, I, I still think this team is super talented, especially in the secondary. Um, so I've got them running 12 games this year. Side note, did y'all realize they only had four draft picks this past draft? I'm sitting here looking no. at their, their page. They Man. only had four. I also, just 
quickly, look out for Zach Bond. I wanted, yeah, I meant to talk about that. They took him out of Wisconsin, and a lot of people thought that he could have been a possible uh, first-round pick. They got him in the third round. That was a steal. So, yeah, anyways, look out for Zach Bond. Yeah, we, well, we essentially not, traded them, Zach Bond, because we were sitting in the spot they traded up to to take him, and we, we let him go. Because I know Cleveland fans wanted Zach Bond. Um, yeah. So you're welcome, Saints. We're really good at giving players play. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. The next team, the new and improved Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Donatus, take this team away. Awesome. So uh, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think they have a new quarterback by the name of Tom Brady. Um not Who's sure that? if you guys have heard of him or not. Yeah, Tom Brady. Um, a lot of people think he's the greatest quarterback of all time. I think that's a separate debate for a separate time. But uh, if we could actually have that debate on this podcast if you guys wanted to. But, yeah, his name is Thomas Who? Brady. I don't know if his name is Thomas or not, but he is Thomas Brady now. Um, super excited to see. Uh, my biggest question, Mark, for the Buccaneers is um, – Hold on one second. My wife is leaving. I want to tell her bye. This podcast is going off the rails. Wives are leaving. Computers are down. Amazon's showing up. This is going wild. Oh, man. Y'all may not want to guess the odd ever. When you get three people on the podcast and a two-week break. So, anyways, I'm back. Um My wife is just going to the store. She's not leaving me. That guy, that Hi, Katie. <laughs> that would be heartbreaking. She's already left the room. But anyways, okay. So um, my biggest question mark is, especially with everything going on with COVID, um, is what does that Drew, that, uh, Drew Brees, that Tom Brady, Bruce Arians relationship look like? Here's the reason why. Like Drew Brees, Tom Brady's gotten old. Um, he is not the same quarterback that he was even two or three years ago. Um, Bruce Arians loves to throw the ball downfield. And Tom Brady, to me, is not accurate, and he does not have the same throwing power that he did even two or three years ago. And so with that being such a big part of Drew of uh, Bruce Arians' um, offense and passing game, I'm really interested to see how, the, how Brady kind of um, adjusts to that. The other thing is this. Bruce Arians loves having bigger quarterbacks. Um, Carson Palmer was 250. Uh, ben Roethlisberger was 260. Uh, Jameis Winston put on weight last year, got up to, I think, 250, maybe 260. Your boy Tom Brady is 225, and I don't see him getting anywhere close to 250. So um, the re- Arians loves Arians likes that because he likes his quarterback to be able to put on weight, to be able to take those hits or whatever it might be. Uh, and Tom Brady might be lucky if he gets up to 230. So I'm interested to see what that ends up looking like as far as Brady being able to throw the ball downfield. Um, again, they have so much talent from a passing standpoint um, that I'm just kind of interested to see who emerges as that third uh, slot receiver um, and then how do they use their tight ends. They've, right now they've got Cameron Brake. O.J. Howard, and obviously Rob Gronkowski, um, all three of them could be a starter um, on any other team. Like, as a Falcons fan, I would love to have just one of those three tight ends. Um, <laughs> the Buccaneers the Buccaneers have all three. So, 
Um, will they trade one of those three? Do they use one of those three? Um, interested to see what that looks like. Again, and then also their running game, Ronald Jones started to come along towards the end of last year. Um, I have question marks about what that running game looks like. Can Ronald Jones build on his success of last year or not? Because um, if not, they don't have anybody outside of him, behind him. Um, and then I think my last question mark for the Buccaneers is um, can Donovan Smith protect Tom Brady's blind side? So from a, a offensive line standpoint, both Ali Marpet and Ryan Jensen are both um, two of the better interior offensive linemen at their position. This is where my homework is paying off. Um, and then Alex Kappa was pretty good last year. And then they took Tristan Wirth, um, who I don't really have any questions about at all. Um, so Donovan Smith's going to be the biggest question mark. He struggled last year. He's the reason that Jameis Winston took so many hits. That and Jameis Winston, for whatever reason, just forgets that he's supposed to throw the ball at some point. Um, so that was the reason that they gave us so many sacks. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of it. I mean, I think defensively, um, I'm excited about that, this defense. They're young and they're talented. Uh, there's a lot of question marks on their secondary, but Todd Bowles, I think, should be able to have this defense, um, this defense doing pretty good. They're just going to have to get pressure, um, on the quarterback. So, yeah, uh, that's, that's me for the Buccaneers. Uh, Jimmy, I'm going to toss it to you because I tossed it to Aaron last time. I, here's the thing when it comes to the Buccaneers. <laughs> If they do not improve almost, I would say, four or five games, I think that's what Tom Brady is going to give you at least. It's four to five games more than last year. Yeah. I mean, he he is starting starting maybe to decline. I don't know because this dude somehow wins games, I think, blindfolded. I mean, really. I'm like, I don't know where he th- sometimes where you're throwing and somehow someone's there to catch it. Um, the biggest thing that's gonna help, the biggest thing that's gonna help him is having Rob Rob Gronkowski on there. I mean, mm-hmm. I was I was really upset when somehow the guy that retired decided I'll come back and play for the Bucks. Like, are you serious? Um, like, if they do not like like if they don't have a come up come up this year, I'm gonna be really surprised. I mean, Tom Brady. I will say he's probably the greatest quarterback of all time. I'm not going to lie. I hated him. I was glad he was in the AFC because we only had to see him maybe in the Super Bowl, um, which we did. And, you know, we're not going to talk about that. Um, so, he, like, he's a great quarterback. I think that's – like, your the question about the Tampa Bay Bucks like, last year was, it, I mean, is Jameis Winston going to be able to play quarterback? And, unfortunately, I don't think he's that great of a quarterback. I don't think he was that great of a quarterback at Florida State, and it really hasn't transferred in the, to the NFL. Like, he's just – he's not the smartest guy. I think he's, he, he never reacted very well. And you're replacing him with Tom Brady. Like, the greatest move for, I think, on the offseason when, when it comes to the Tampa Bay Bucks was getting rid of Winston and bringing on Tom Brady. Um, their defense should do well. Um I don't see there being a problem there, um, but I just I, like again, I don't I don't see how this team can can underachieve this year at all. And that's why I think they're that's why I think they're the, the number two team 
to, to win the NFC South is because of Tom Brady. Can I first off now? First off, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I didn't want to, I didn't want to interrupt. I, I thought there was a break. I thought it was a good time to first off, and then you started talking, and I was like, <laughs> my bad. How dare you disrespect Mr. 5,030-30? The Buccaneers, I, I don't, I'm, I'm an irrational believer in Jameis Winston. Um, I know he has a lot of issues, but those issues aside, they were the number one passing team in all of the NFL last year. Um, granted, he threw a lot of touchdowns to the other team as well. But he had he had LASIK eye surgery, and he now can see which players are his teammates. So I hope so. I remember when they made a big deal about that in Florida State, where he would squint, and he insisted on not wearing contacts and just squinting. And I was like, that's irrational. But um, they were also the third highest scoring team in the NFL. But on the flip side, they gave up the fourth most points in all of the NFL last year on defense. So I'm interested to see um, where that defense steps up. Y'all made, uh, Don just made a good point about the, the running back game. They have Ronald Jones, uh, the second, who I guess semi came around. They were 24th in the rushing game last year. And then they have like no one after that. Um, Tom Brady has thrived on irrelevant running backs and receivers for his entire career. Um, but except difference is he's going to be in a whole new system. And I wouldn't say that the system that he had been ran, been running in New England was really running back, um, star heavy. He didn't need a stud running back. I'm interested to see how that, that ties in with Arians' system. Um, I'm also interested to see how the whose whose game shifts for the better, um, and and by that I mean like, does Tom Brady begin throwing the ball down the field, or do they begin to shift Chris Godwin and Mike Evans to run shorter routes, um, yeah. and to to try and make them successful? Because I saw I was funny. You said you mentioned his throwing it down the field, Don. And I had just seen a meme yesterday that I meant to send you that. Um, it was Tom Brady and it zoomed in on his face on four different pictures and it says that face you make and he's like concentrating when you're running, when your wide receivers run further than 10 yards. Um, <laughs> and, and that's what, that's what Evans and Godwin are used to. Uh, yeah. but who's going, who's going to have to adapt, adapt and who's going to yeah. be the most successful at adapting? Um, cause I mean, Tom Brady in his younger years may could have adapted to do that easier. Uh, the man's like, you know, 62 years old now, and I don't know if he can launch it down the field anymore. Um, I think his biggest saving grace, and that's going to help with these wide receivers, is the fact that he has three stud tight ends. I thought they were going to trade O.J. Howard because there was rumor. Um, but, you know, Brady loves his tight ends, so they're all going to get some love. They're all going to be studs. If you get rid of one of them, he still has two. I am interested to see how that year off for Gronk pans out for him. Um, I, I don't know... Um, I don't know. I, I want him to be the Gronk that we saw in, in, in New England. I don't know if he is going to be the Gronk that we saw in New England. Uh, he lost a lot of weight. He says he can put it back on. He's been out for I, – I just don't know. There's too many questions there. But regardless, Bray and O.J. Howard, if Gronk bottoms out, those two are really good viable options. Um, 
This would not be the year, however, for Brady to get hurt because he has no backups. <laughs> he has Blaine Gabbert, who is not a viable uh, starter. He has Ryan Griffin, who is not a viable starter. And he has some rookie, Reed Sinet, who I've never heard of, that I'm going to go ahead and guess is not a viable starter. Um, so I'm interested to see – uh, if Tom Brady can stay healthy like he normally does, or if we're going to have a brand new Matt Castle for a year, um, who everybody's going to sign for millions of dollars for no reason. Um, and then this defense. I want to believe in this defense, but this defense gave up the fourth most points last year. Uh, they did make some additions. They added Ndamukong Sue, who was kind of, in my opinion, fallen off as of late. Um, they added – I believe they added Shaquille Barrett this year. Um, but that's about it in terms of their addition. So I want to see if this defense can step up. Um, if, if, if that was a, cause we know that Jameis did turn the ball over a lot. Um, what, was it them being put in terrible positions and they were tired because Jameis kept throwing it to the wrong guys or are they not that good? Um, but, so it's, it's going to be that balance there to see can they get pressure on one of these quarterbacks because you added Sue, I guess, assumingly, to get to allow Vita Vey, uh, William Golston, and, and Pierre Paul to get more pressure. Um, it, it's just a lot of questions on this defense. I think the offense has gotten drastically better by just adding Tom Brady um, outside of this run game. This defense had so many holes, um, gave up so many points, and still somehow managed to go 7-9. and nine. Um, And also – key person to watch out for because he's the only one on the roster. Bradley Pinion, the only punter on this team. No one is challenging him. He is going to come out and be a stud this year. Bradley Pinion, put it on your uh, – take it to the bank. They're not allowing him to be challenged because they know he is good. Never heard of him before, but anytime there's a solo punter, got to call him out. Got to call him out. What are they doing? You are honest with these punters, man. Hey, man, I've got to let the people know. Ever since we got a good one in Cleveland and we still signed another one, uh, punters are the real deal. We are the kings of punters because we need them so often. Got to give them a shout-out. Um, all right. The Buccaneers, seven wins last year. Signed Tom Brady. Still have an offense. Have a terrible defense. Over or under seven wins. Uh James McDonald, what do you think? Again, I think with Brady, you're going to add at least three wins. I mean, it's going to be over. Um, I think as long as you can keep your defense off the field, you'll be fine. All right. Donatus. Yeah, uh, I agree, man. I've got them winning 10 games, which puts them over. So, yeah, 10, 10 wins for the Buccaneers. Yeah, I have them – I bounce between 10 or 11. I, I think there's one game that, to me, is a toss-up. Um, but I'm, I'm going over as well. I do think this offense keeps stride. I don't know about that rush game. It's really going to depend on that defense. If that defense is atrocious, yeah. it's going to be hard because um, Brady's used to a good defense at least. And if he doesn't have that, oof. Um, all right. We're all over on this. So far, we're – over on, no, we're under on the Saints. But I'm under on Carolina. Um, the show, the, the reason, what we've all been waiting for. Yeah. And, and I'm going to let y'all discuss this. I guess we'll start with Jimmy and we'll try and turn this into a discussion. 
but we're here for the Atlanta 28 and 3 Falcons. Uh, I'm about to fight you. I'm about to fight you. Go ahead. Uh, I'm not kidding. I'm not joking. I didn't say I was kidding. Jimmy's laughing too. <laughs> I'm not going to fight you too. That's the funny part is I want to fight you too. Jimmy, start us off. Start us off, Jimmy, and then, uh, and then, well, Dad will get up in there and then, and then I'll, I'll feed some. But go ahead, the Atlanta Falcons. What's happening this year? Here's my problem with them right now. This is my biggest problem. I'm not sure what the crap they're doing. I think some of the moves that they have made this season, should have, some of them should have already been made prior season, um, but because Thomas Dimitrov is a complete idiot, um, <laughs> has no idea what he's doing, I think this is why we're dealing with what we have now. I think the good move is Gurley coming. I think he's going to do better here as a homer, not going to lie. I think, it's, I think it's, he's going to have a, greater, a better time here in Atlanta. So I think his mental health is going to be better, and I think him being on the Atlanta Falcons is going to do great. Um, I think we should have gotten rid of uh, Devontae Freeman years ago and should have kept Tevin Coleman. I think that was the biggest mistake was letting Tevin Coleman go because um, I thought he was going to be the, I thought he was going to be the future of the Atlanta Falcons. I guess uh, Thomas Mitchell didn't know what he was talking to doing then too, and so he let him go. Um, as you can see, he was at the Super Bowl and did pretty well with his uh, his second Super Bowl around. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I think getting rid of Trufant. Finally, I don't think Trufant's been the greatest cornerback uh, uh, in South's history. He's been good, but he's been injury-prone. I think it's been an issue. Um, Vic Beasley, getting rid of him, that was the dumbest move I think I've ever seen in my life. I, I don't understand how you get rid of him. Um, he's had a couple of bad seasons, but I, I, I still don't understand why you got rid of him. I thought he was one of the best uh, defensive linemen that we had. Um, getting rid of Austin Hooper, like what? Why did we even do that? Like I thought he was one of the, our better tight ends. Like when it, like, and I'm like, I still don't understand what this man is thinking. Um, but I think bringing in um, Hayden Hurst, I think it's going to be a great. I think he's a great addition. Uh, I can't, can't talk right now. Um, I'm a little bit too excited. Sorry. Um, I think the defensive moves that we have made are, I'm hoping, are going to pan out. Uh, the biggest problem I'm, I see that we're going to have is when it comes to next year, not this year, because everybody's on a one-year deal. I'm like, I don't understand why we, we have all these. So I guess it's going to be the Super Bowl or bust this year because this is, we're not. If we don't make it to the Super Bowl, no one else is going to be on our team after this. Um, I think Matt Ryan is becoming um, and is getting towards the end of his career. I'm not gonna lie. I I like I've liked Matt Ryan. I he's not an elite quarterback, but he he does the job as long as we have an offensive line. Um, if we have a if the offensive line performs, Matt Ryan is he can become one of, one of the best quarterbacks of, in the season. But uh, if without that offensive line, he struggles because he cannot move out of that pocket. He <laughs> he is he sucks. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Um, I think we have one of the best, the best two wide receivers in the NFL. I'm not gonna lie, with uh, Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. I think if you've watched some of the videos coming out of uh, out of Falcons camp and 
Ridley's offseason. I think he's improved a lot from last year. I just wish we'd just freaking throw the ball to him. That would be nice. Um, his targets were not as great as I wanted to see. Um, and so we'll see how that happens. I think, I think this, this team is going to be built to hopefully win the division. Um, I think some of the pickups from the draft, I think, I don't know what, are, I don't know what the deal is with Falcons and the, and the Clemson Tigers. We always seem to pick somebody from that team. Um, it's a good team, don't get me wrong, but they don't seem to pan out very well in the NFL. Um, besides, um, besides Watson. Uh, uh, who is it? Uh, Hackins. Thank you. Um, their, their, their team hasn't really done put out NFL players. So, I think this Falcons team, it drives me crazy because I love, I love the Falcons, but I, I think they're set up this year to do very well. Jonathan, what do you think? Yeah, so, uh, I don't know, man. Aaron, I'm sorry. This is probably not going to be as exciting for you. I actually, surprisingly, <laughs> I, I agree with the majority of what you said, Jimmy. Um, I think the only thing that I disagree with you on is I'm glad that we got rid of Vic Beasley. Um, I think it was time for us to get rid of him. The reason why is I don't remember if it was last year or the year before, but I remember hearing about Mina Kimes talking about this stat that there was, um, there was like a six to eight game span. I, I think it was the year before last year that, uh, Vic Beasley played probably 75 to 80% of snaps. This is over a six to eight game span. He didn't record a single tackle. And yeah. I just don't understand how as an NFL player that's possible. So ever since then, I've kind of been, I've kind of been ready for Vic Beasley to go. Um, he had one really good year for us. Uh, and then after that, he's kind of struggled. Um, which is similar to Tack McKinley. I think Tack McKinley needs to prove himself this year. Um, other than that, I, I agree with the majority of what you said. Um, I think our biggest question is going to be offensive line production and defensive production, defensive in general. I'm extremely excited about Raheem Morris taking over fully. Um, obviously, last year we got better when he took over. Now, I think our schedule got a little bit easier as well. Um, but I think our players wanted to play for Raheem Morris. I think after this year, look for him to become a popular candidate again to 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 um to be a head coach. So um so um I think defensively the questions that I have for our defense is um my biggest question mark comes with our corners. Um I have questions about Isaiah Oliver. I think this is his third year. Um, and so I think he needs to take that next step, um, especially this year, uh, to prove that he can be a, a good corner for us. Um, I think the majority of our success defensively is going to hinge on our two corners, A.J. Carroll and Isaiah Oliver. Um, if they can both play good, I think we have a chance to be, re- I think we have a chance to be really good. If they both play bad, I think it's going to affect our team by at least maybe two or three games. I think it's going to be that much of a difference. Um, and that's, that's just because we're in a passing league. And if you don't have good corners, um, it really affects your team in a, in a, in a really big way. Um, 
I don't have any questions about obviously about Grady Garrett. Um, Tyler Davidson played good for us. I'm excited about Marlon Davidson, um, who we drafted out of Auburn. I think he's going to come in and, and perform really good for us. I'm super excited about him. Um, and then Alan Bailey, we got from Kansas City, um, and he he hasn't really been good for them. But I, I think we I just need him to to give us decent production. Um, in order, in order for us to be good. So, um, obviously, Deion Jones, Dante Fowler, Dante Fowler, I hope takes that next step, um, and can be consistent. He needs to live up to that expectation of being the third overall pick. Um, and then, I don't know how to say his first name, but Oluokun, our linebacker, he really started to come along, um, last year, and I think he's going to take that next step to, to keep kind of in step with Deion Jones at the linebacker position. So, defensively, my biggest question is uh, is just with our with our corners. Um, offensively, I, I agree with you about Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. I don't know that I would say that they're the best duo in the NFL, but I think that they're one of the top five duos in the NFL. Um, Calvin Ridley, I think, is one of the top route runners in the NFL. Like, I was watching videos of him run routes uh, a couple of days ago, and that's it. he's just impressive, man. He's so crisp um, in the way that he makes his cuts. I love watching Calvin Ridley run routes. Um, I like what you said about Hayden Hurst. I hope that, that he performs well for us. Um, outside of that, my only other questions would be our um, – our guards and then our right tackle, Caleb McGarry, um, Chris Lindstrom, Matt Hennessy, uh, and then James Carpenter. The interior of offensive line is going to make a difference for us this year as well. Um, I think they're going to be the, the ones that decide whether Todd Gurley is productive or not. Um, and they're going to be the ones that decide, um, how well Matt Ryan plays as well. So that's kind of it. Um, I think an interesting conversation for us. And Aaron, I'll toss it to you on this and you can either, you can add whatever you have to say and you can ask, answer this question as well. Um, but Jimmy, you talked about Matt Ryan not being elite anymore. And I think I agree with him not being elite anymore. But I think the question is, uh, so Matt Ryan was obviously he was left out of the NFL top 100 players in the league. Um, my question is, where do you guys think Matt Ryan ranks quarterback-wise? And also, this may sound like a crazy question, but is Matt Ryan the best quarterback in this division? And I'm not talking about just for one game, because I think for one game, um, Tom Brady and Drew Brees, I would take them both um, for one game, time after time, over Matt Ryan. But as you look at across the season, do you think that Matt Ryan is the best quarterback in this division? Are you saying for 2020 or just in general? Yeah, for 2020 and just in general, both of them. And in general, no. I think I think Drew Brees and Tom Brady are both better than him. Um, I think the biggest thing is if he if he would have gotten a Super Bowl ring, I think he you could almost uh, get him into kind of uh, the conversation. Um, I think if he doesn't receive a Super Bowl ring at all, I don't think he's ever going to be in that conversation. Um, I think for the Falcons to do well is this season he's going to have to play the best. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping he does. But unfortunately, I don't – I don't – like, he has good numbers 
but unfortunately, championships mean mean a lot more. Um, right. I don't care that I want your. I need championships, and he just doesn't have them. Yeah. So let's talk twenty twenty. Then, do you think he's the? Do you think he's going to be the best division, uh, the best quarterback in the division this year for sixteen games? I want him to. I don't know. I I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I don't think he will. Um, and and a few of my reasons uh, is I'm gonna throw out a few names out there. Dirt Cutter. Um, <laughs> I, he, he's the one. He's the one in charge of the offense, and um, this offense hasn't really been relevant since Shanahan left. Um, next, I think it's also going to predicate on the running back position. Um, the year they went to the Super Bowl, the run game was was very important, uh, and then after that, the run game fell apart. I mean, it doesn't help that the players also fell apart. But to see if if Todd Gurley can – he spent a lot of the year last year injured and was not the same Todd Gurley. If he can't be the Todd Gurley he was two years ago, there's no one on the back half of this running back roster um, right. who can who can have that running uh, attack going. The, the Falcons were 30th in rushing yards last year. So if Todd Gurley can't bounce back, I think Matt Ryan needs that run to help establish his pass. Um, I want to see Hayden Hurst do well. Um, he's not an Austin Hooper. He's battled a lot of injuries. I also think they gave up way too much for him um, and giving away that second-round pick. Um, I do think the, the wide receiver game's elite, and in looking, in looking at all of this, it, it really depends on that run game, and I am going to go ahead and assume that that run game is not as good as it was when Shanahan was drawing up the plays, and Dirk Cutter is not Shanahan, and though Matt Ryan has the arm, uh, he has that connection with Julio, I, I don't think the 2020 that he's the best quarterback in the division, um, nor in general. Um, that there's too many questions for me that I think he is too dependent on at this point in his career. Um because he is aging, and I, I think he does need that run game, and, and we just don't know. There's too many questions there. Um, I've also never really been a Matt Ryan believer. But taking into account what what all he did the Super Bowl year and what he has done since then because of the play call change, um, I don't think he's the best in the division now. I mean, I think you have to realize the Super Bowl year is, was the year that, our offensive line never changed. Um, yeah. Or I think it was 14 games straight. We had the same offensive line. So yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I don't ever, I don't see that ever happening right again right now at least. Um, I'm hoping the offensive line changes is going to help. But if if we don't have an offensive line, Matt Ryan doesn't. Like I said, he doesn't perform well. He cannot get out of that pocket. Like, he he doesn't know how to run. Yeah, and and that's and it's 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 not going to get any better. Um, and I'm afraid with that that offensive line troubles, um, is Todd Gurley going to be able to run? You know, because we we know he's this past year. I mean, the running back position, it's you could be a stud for two years and then fall off the next year and never be able to get back on the horse. Um, I would love I would love to see Todd Gurley 
come in this year and, and be what he was two years ago when the Rams were was in the Super Bowl. Um, but there's just no guarantee with that. And if the offensive line has trouble, um, I mean, I, I, I don't know. There's too many question marks for me. Um, and then this defense, can this defense be good this coming year? I mean, they, they, they got it together the back half of last year when Dan Quinn gave up his, his play calling roles. Um, but are they going to be able to ride that wave or are they going to go back to what they were when Dan Quinn called the plays? Cause there's, I feel like there's a different type of energy that when you're so bad and you bring somebody else in to call the plays and to re-energize the troops, so to say, um, that you can start balling out a little more. And then do you, but do you settle back into what you were in the first half of the season or do you keep that energy from the back half of the season? So, um, I know they, they lost some pieces or got rid of some pieces, um, added AJ Terrell, uh, Terrell, 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 one of the two, um, to take <laughs> over for True Font. Um, they, they had to replace Vic Beasley. Is Dante Fowler Jr. going to be able to be a stud like he used to be? Um, I think he's fallen off a little as of late. I just think there's a bunch of question marks, um, on, on the defense in my opinion, to see um, can they rise to the occasion of the end of last year or do they fall back into, um, I'm going to say mediocrity because that's what they were when Dan Quinn was, was calling the plays last year. Um, I'm also interested to see Young Hui Koo, the only kicker on this roster. Are they going to keep him as, as the sole kicker? Or what's going to happen? Are they going to put a little competition in there? I know he came on and, and lit it up for Atlanta, but what's going to happen there? Um, but <laughs> yeah, y'all had two piners, so I couldn't do the piner thing. But I noticed they didn't give uh, coup anybody to compete against. Um, I but yeah, I, I don't break know. down our seventh round pick and our our punter Sterling Hoff. Wow, I don't even know. I'm not going to try, but I thought you were going to break him down. Well, they took him in the seventh round. You said they drafted him. <laughs> oh yeah, so. Ryan Allen, he's as good as gone. When you when you use a draft pick on a punter or a kicker, whoever the one is on the roster is as good as gone because that was a draft pick. What? They signed a one-year deal with him. Who? Allen. That's because they plan on cutting him. That's exactly what it was. They signed a one-year deal to cut him because once they drafted one, they were like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna let them quote unquote compete. And then we're going to yeah. kick out the one that we signed because we used a draft pick on a right. punter. Um, that's how I knew that our kicker last year was as good as gone because we drafted a kicker in the fifth round. And I was like, well, there goes Greg Joseph. I like Greg Joseph. <laughs> but there's no way we're keeping him over somebody we drafted. Um, yeah, so over how many wins did the Falcons win last year? Like seven. I guess any any other questions or comments on the Falcons before we go over under? Yeah, one more question for at least for Donovan. Is, yeah. If the Falcons, if the Falcons do not, because they went seven and nine last year, mm-hmm. if they keep if they keep the same record or regress, is Dan Quinn still head coach in twenty twenty one? Uh, stay tuned. I'll address that maybe later on. Oh, that's me too. Is that your? Is that your? Uh, is that your – oh, sorry, Jimmy, we never told you. So if you want to begin thinking it, we do a bold prediction at the end. Um, I'm guessing that's a part of Jimmy – or Don's bold prediction. Um, that's a part of it. 
Got it. Uh, so you have to be stirring on that. By the way, listeners, we forgot yeah. to tell Jimmy how we do things. <laughs> we did not do a very good job of prepping. We just went head on into this and started going. Um, yeah, that, that's actually a part of my, my bold prediction as well. So, uh, wow. um, in that case, we'll, we will address that question in about three minutes. Anything else about the Falcons? No, that's it. No, yeah, I'm good. I think. All right. So last year the Falcons won seven games. Um, I will go first on this one. Um, over under the same. I'm going first because I know it's going to cut. It may cause some reaction, and but it may give a nice predicator into what my bold prediction is going to be. I think the Falcons go under, and I think they only win five. Games this year, five Why? games. That's it. Wow, I, are you serious? Five games this year. I am dead serious. I I looked through the schedule, and there are five wins in my opinion on this on this schedule. Um, and yep. Here we go. Here's my wins then, because because now y'all y'all are both. We'll go through. Here we go. And here's here's. I'm going to go ahead and just save the team and win-loss next to it so you can – go ahead. Do you want to hear what our uh, our win-loss predictions are first and then go through the schedule before the – Let's the do that. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Okay, let's do that. We'll come back to this because I, I want to see where you're getting five five wins. All right, let's, let's – uh, y'all do y'all's, y'all's – Win loss, and then we'll go through the schedule together. Because I'm guessing mine is drastically different than y'all's. If y'all are that stunned by five wins, go ahead. Yeah, I'm definitely so, going Jimmy, over. You... Yeah, go ahead. I'm going over. Um, I think the defense is going to improve. Um, I'm, I'm glad Dan Quinn is no longer calling plays. Um, I think it's I think it's one of the hardest things to do is being a head coach and call plays. Um, yeah. I see how a lot of people do it, and that's why only I think what two of them do it. Um, now, um, so I think it's. I'm glad he doesn't do that. Um, so I think the defense is going to be better. Um, I, I I don't see why they can't win 11 games. I, like I just don't see it. Like the offense to me is the offensive weapons are too good for them to n- not be able to score. Like they're just if they don't score, then we have a bigger issue. Um, so I think as long as we, like the offense can score, because defense just has to. <laughs> not let the other team score more. Um, I mean, honestly, that's that's as simple as it gets. I think they're going to win at least eleven games. And uh, yeah, right. I'm going to split the difference between you guys. I've got them going over, but I've got them going nine and seven. Um, I still got questions about our about our defense, Jimmy. Um, I'm really, I'm, I'm extremely concerned about our corners, Isaiah Oliver and AJ Terrell, Terrell or Terrell or however you want to say it. Um, and then I'm also just concerned about our offensive line. I think based off of skill talent, I think we're going to stay in a lot of games. Um, just because I, I, I think that, I think that Todd Gurley is going to be able to do really well. Um, and so I think Matt Ryan, Tom Gurley, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley are going to win us or keep us in a lot of games. But I, I still think um, our offensive line and defense are going to kind of kind of hurt us a little bit too. So I've, I've got us going nine and seven. Um, 
But none of you guys care about the fact that Jimmy said we're going to win 11 games and I said we're going to win nine games. We're going to revisit the fact that Aaron Avery said we're only winning five games this year. So let's go through it team by team, win-loss, Aaron Avery. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let me add an amendment. I left one team out of my, my wins. It's six wins. Okay. Six wins. All right, here we go. Okay. I'm not I'm not as I'm not as furious anymore. Sorry, I, I it's, it's six or seven. It's either gonna be under or the same. I forgot to add because I think they'll split with the Saints and Buccaneers. But I I, I breathe straight past both of those because they're so close together when I was looking at the roster. So let me let me add an amendment because I forgot those. It's gonna be six or seven wins. Okay, well then so, I don't we don't have to go through it if it's seven. They're wins. not a winning record, but. Because I, when yeah. I said it, I was like, how do y'all not see it? Because I mean, I, a lot of it for me was, I think, and of course last year they started out so terrible. The beginning yeah. of the schedule says so much. And they start yeah. out with Seahawks, Cowboys, and then Bears as a wash, and then Packers. So the first four games, I think, is yeah. one and three. And then they get a break with the Panthers because I think the Panthers will be terrible. And then they go to the Vikings. They go to the Vikings. And I still think the Vikings are a decent team. And you get a break with the Lions and Panthers. But then the back half of the schedule is, and this is in order, Saints, Raiders, Saints, Chargers, Buccaneers, Chiefs, Buccaneers. And so the back half is tough and the first four is tough. But I did, because I, those Saints and those Buccaneers games are so quick, close, I was like, wait a minute. I have them splitting with each of those teams. How did I only get five? So I'm still going to go under. I don't yeah. think it's going to be the same, but I think it's going to be six and ten. Seven and nine wouldn't surprise me. Eleven games, though, Jimmy. If they won eleven games with this schedule, I would. I I don't even know what I would do. I I don't think there's eleven wins here. Justify no. Let's flip this around. Justify eleven wins for me, Jimmy. I want to hear this eleven wins. I mean, I think honestly, I think like you said, we'll sweep the the Panthers split between. New Orleans and Tampa. I think the only two, the only big ones I see that's losing is at Kansas City. Um, I don't see us performing well in that game at all. Um, honestly, no one will. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. So that's three. Um, I'm not really worried about the Chargers. So um, the only, the other three and two that I would have a problem with. Um, the first game against Seattle, um, it's at home, so I think it's going to help. Um, at Minnesota, and then versus Las Vegas, the only three. And it's like I think as long as, because I'm sorry, we've we've pretty much handled Green Bay for a while now. Um, they're not really, they haven't really been a problem for us. Um, and so I think it's, I think as long as we split two and two, um. The first four games, I honestly think we can go three and one in the first four games. Um, I think we're looking at a loss at Minnesota, possibly against the Las Vegas, um, once against New Orleans, once against Tampa, and once at, at Kansas City. There's your five losses. Oh, that's still. I'm I'm split because I could see us. 
I could see it. Those first four games, I think, are going to really define our season. Um, Jimmy, I, I don't, I don't really have too much pushback with you saying that we could go three and one in those first games. Like, I, I think we'll beat Seattle, but I think that's only because the game's at home. Um, and I think we're going to come out and I think we're going to play really well. So I think we'll, we'll beat Seattle, um, and we'll beat Chicago. Uh, so that's, that puts you at two and oh. And then I think Dallas and, and Green Bay are both kind of question marks for me. Um, but it, I mean, both those teams, both, neither one of those teams are like a definite win, um, or a definite loss. I think that, I think it's, I think you could flip a coin and, and land. All three of those teams are pretty even, um, between the Falcons, the Cowboys, and, and the Buck and the and the Packers, I don't really think um, either, any of those teams are head and shoulders above the other two. Um, so I think it depends if we go if we go three and one. I, I think we could finish. I, I don't see us winning eleven games. I think that's kind of high for me. But I think if we start off three and one, I think we could win ten games this year. Um, but. You know, if we were to go one and three, like Aaron said, I think then you're looking at us probably going either eight and eight or possibly seven and nine. So uh, those first four games are going to really, uh, to me, def- define our season. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll go, we're probably going to go one and two. We'll, we could go one and two or two and one in those last three games. We're going to split with the Buccaneers, so Kansas City depends. So I guess we go one and two possibly um, with that those last three games. So um, I think I think we beat Las Vegas no problem. Uh, the Chargers are another question mark. Um, you know, playing in Los Angeles is kind of kind of be tougher. Um, so yeah, I, I I agree with you guys. I think we lose to the Vikings, but those first four games is is going to kind of define our season. All right. So, what's that? I was just gonna say if you had anything else to add. No, I, I think uh, the y'all pretty fair assessment. Um, I think you'll you'll win. One of the Las Vegas or LA games, but you won't win both. Um, yeah. I think going out west, I think one of those teams is going to overperform what they should. I just don't know which one it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, I mean, somebody from that division has to perform um, with the Chiefs, or else it's just going to be a, a, a slaughter pit. So uh, I don't even know what a slaughter pit is. It's the first thing came to my head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Slaughter Pit. We're going to start using that on the podcast. PM <laughs> Slaughter Pit. Um, uh, all right, bold, bold predictions. Who wants to go first? I'll I take can, it away. I, I got it. Unless, I got you. Okay. Unless you want to you take it. Go ahead. It sounds, well, it sounds like you and I have similar ones, so <laughs> either way is good with me. They obviously both have to do with Dan Quinn. I'll go ahead and go. Okay. After bold prediction, after losing – in Minnesota, oh man, on week six and starting two and four, Dan Quinn will lose his job to give the interim three soft games to go again, or two soft games before hitting that back end of the. I was going to do the bye week, but after the bye week, you have a terrible schedule. 
So if you want any hope of bouncing back in the bye week and you're over Dan Quinn and needs to happen earlier than later, he's gone after week six, uh, and Detroit and Carolina will be used on trying to get an interim coach acclimated uh, to running this team. Dan Quinn is fired after week six. You heard it here first. Go ahead, John. Just... Yeah, uh, um, so if he does get fired after week six, do you think Raheem Morris takes over? He's our expensive coordinator, and he, he coached the Bucks a long time ago. So, or well, you, so you guys help us <laughs> I, I'm, I'm telling you guys right now, if Dan Quinn gets fired and we make Dirk Cutter the interim coach, I will never in my life care for the Atlanta Falcons again. You heard it here first. That's a promise. If Dirk Cutter somehow ends up being the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, I will never be a fan again in my life. It's going to be one of the two, so let's just hope for your sake it's Raheem Morris. <laughs> I, I, I think so I think it's going to be uh, – I, I feel like they will if, – if he does get fired during the season, it's going to be whichever coordinator has had the most success that season. So whoever's fault, it's not. So, therefore, if the offense is running fine but the defense is terrible, it's going to be Dirk Cutter as the interim. If the yeah. defense is running fine but the offense is horrible – it's going to be Raheem Morris. I think regardless, we know that Dan Quinn is a defensive coach, but even if the offense is playing atrociously, uh, eventually they need to recognize that Dan Quinn as a head coach is not working, and it's going to be whichever is the lesser of the worst evils. So whoever is doing slightly better than the other coordinator will be the interim. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um so my bold prediction, um, the first part kind of has to deal with next week as well. Um, one of these two divisions is going to have to get three playoff teams in, either the NFC West or the NFC South. Um, I think the NFC South is going to have three playoff teams. I think the, the, the Falcons barely get in, um, but I think that both – Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov will both be fired in the offseason. That's on ball prediction. Ooh. So same type of thing, but in the offseason. All right. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, honestly, Aaron, to your point, it would not surprise me if they fired Dan Quinn midseason. So I think yours is a bold prediction, um, but it, it wouldn't surprise me too much either. I think he's, on, I'm not he's, sold. Got, he's got a short leash. I'm not sure that they'll actually fire Thomas Dimitrov. I feel like he's been there through, like, 17 head coaches. Um, well, and that they don't point any fingers at him. Yeah, you know. You're Doesn't not make wrong. Sense. No, not at all. <laughs> all right, Jimmy, bold prediction. I know we threw it on you late, but do you have any bold prediction for us? Remember, whatever you say goes on the record and can be held against you at all throughout the entire season. I will make and it doesn't challenge. just have to be the Falcons. It can be any of these four teams. It has to be the Falcons. If, if, if somehow an 11-win season isn't achievable and they somehow do worse than they did last year, if the entire coaching staff and Thomas Dimitrov is not fired and, and we start all over, there's going to be a, there's going to be a massive problem, I think. That means, because yeah. I feel like if you, like Aaron just said, if you have been with this team through multiple head coaches, I don't know if it's the coaches or if it's the guy getting the players. Yeah. So mm. I think that has to be 
a, a factor when it comes to this. Um, but Dan Quinn just cleaned house like two years ago, and he still has struggling. Uh, it, it's, I, they haven't gotten the right guy, though. The thing is, like, I don't understand why we went out and got Dirk Cutter. If he didn't cut it out the first time, why are we getting him again? That's the dumbest thing Thank you. Like, Say it again. That's so stupid. Like, like uh, I was so mad when that happened. Like, I wish they would have just paid Kyle Shanahan more. I would have rather have kept him. Um, yep. So, if Dan Quinn gets fired at the end of the season, either somehow you either pay Kyle Shanahan to get out of that contract in, in, in San Francisco or really <laughs> that um, – What's his face in uh, in Steelers country is coming coming south. Um, Mike Tomlin, nice. Yeah, that's who I wanted for the Browns because uh, because there was rumor that he was going to be fired and then he was never fired and I was like, well, I guess we'll go. And I once again, I'm happy with Stefanski, but I think Tomlin. I, I think if because my prediction on the last podcast was that the Steelers will come in last place in their division. Um, and if that's the case, I do think the Steelers part with Mike Tomlin. Uh, the difference is Mike Tomlin's a great head coach, and they did not replenish much on their offense to help out uh, that offense do anything. Uh, I think Tomlin would be a great head coach to come down to Atlanta. Um, buying out Shanahan, that's, that's not going to happen. San Fran's going to keep <laughs> yeah. selling him as much money as they can. They made it to the Super Bowl. And his, what is his, is it his third year there? And they went from being trash to, to good. Um, yeah. And they still have some, like, no-name players, which is still blowing my mind on how they're doing it with no-names. Um, I guess I guess my biggest, boldest prediction for this division is that somehow, some way, Tampa Bay wins the division and somehow Tom Brady gets another Super Bowl ring. Oh, wow. Jimmy. There it is. Jimmy said that You're Tom on. Brady will win a Super Bowl this year with the, the Buccaneers. Again, on the record, we made it final. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so to round this podcast out, we're going to go down the line real quick. Who wins the division? Jimmy, who wins? The Falcons. Come on. Well, well, that should have been your bold prediction. I mean, that was my bold prediction. That is a bold prediction. You have a, you have a, uh, a, a, go ahead. <laughs> that's, that's, that's me believing in Tom Brady, like, unfortunately. I, I'm still going to go with my heart and say the Falcons are going to win this, this division. Um, because I, if you haven't kept the, the scorecard, I did say they were going to have the most wins, so you can't have the most wins and not win the division. This is a good So point. the most wins is a let, Don, just go ahead. That should be your bold prediction. That's, that, that's Jimmy's bold prediction. I'm tagging it. <laughs> go ahead, Don. Uh, that's funny. Um, I've got the Saints winning the division this year. Same. Uh, I, I think the Buccaneers coming. The Falcons. I think the, <laughs> the order of this division uh, goes the Saints and the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers obviously make the playoffs. If they don't, I think this whole um, this paying Tom Brady would, would have been useless, or not useless, would have been uh, futile. Uh, but I do think the Saints win the division again. Um, all right, anything left on this division that we would like, or anything for the people? Anything? It's been a long podcast. Sorry, people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we've said it all. I think I just, we did, yeah. 
I'm good. All right. I'm going oh, to hope so. Wait, 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 wait. We are still unofficially sponsored by Sprite Zero. So there you go. I had one during the podcast. We are still unofficially sponsored by Sprite Zero. Jim, if you didn't know, we are unofficially sponsored by Sprite Zero. As of like until Sprite reaches, until they reach out to us and become our sponsor. Yeah. So that's interesting because do you know what I have in the fridge right now? Sprite. Sprite Zero. There we go. Come on, Sprite. Bring it on. Nice. That's All right, everyone, go out and tag Sprite Zero with our podcast. Get them to reach out to us and uh, see if they will sponsor us. Until then, I'm going to hit this number, and I'm going to hope that it says that this recording is over and that it didn't mess up halfway <laughs> through because we have not ever done a conference call before, and we 